0: Y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Daniel Unsworth. Daniel was in the US Army for two years before he became an aerospace contractor for the government, spending 10 years in Germany, and he is also our newest Dickey's owner in Ohio. Thanks so much for joining me today, Daniel.
1: Yay, thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Great, we're so excited to have you. All right, for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell us about yourself, your military career, and how you came to be
1: where you are now. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a United States Army veteran. Uh, I uh, went to college in New Mexico State, studied engineering, and then I went over to Germany and I worked uh, aerospace in Germany for 10 years. I worked on tanks, helicopters, underground engagement systems. And then uh, the last couple of presidents cut the beef and the fat out of the aerospace industry. So I started uh, writing algorithmic codes for different search engine companies. And then I uh, become an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur now for about 25 years. I've owned a whole slew of different companies.
0: Oh my goodness, you're such a jack of all trades. You yeah. you do it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of my best uh, my best ideas stem from desperation, you know.
0: So. <laughs> you know that it breeds creativity, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So so let's go let's go back to your time um, whether it's in the military or kind of with your mm-hmm. aerospace career. Mm-hmm. Talk to me kind of a little bit about that because you're actually an engineer by trade.
1: Yes, definitely. Right, e. Training. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, tell me more about the work that you were doing because you were you said you were working on tanks <clears> and
1: all sorts of things. Yeah. So uh, I worked in a in the in Germany it was called Hohenfels Germany it's in Bavaria I was over there when the wall came down so I got to see wow. all of the all of the uh, the East Germans uh, flood over to Germany when that happened uh, I got to see Pink Floyd play at the wall which was pretty cool uh, but uh um basically what we did is we worked on miles gear which is called multiple integrated laser engagement systems I worked on that from component to pre-wired board levels and layman terms, basically was like a fancy laser tag uh, instead of shooting real bullets at the at each other uh, they would shoot laser beams which were encoded with one another so uh, we would uh, work in what we called the Star Wars building and uh, the colonels, captains, majors, and all the big wigs would sit in front of a, uh, of an icon representation of a battlefield and they'd be able to see, uh, we would have the good guys and the bad guys out in the field and they would shoot at each other and they'd be able to analyze their battle tactics. And so I worked on those on those systems. Now all NATO countries would come to our training area and um the, the the of course the germans the the italians which the italians always kept a five gallon uh jug of wine in their tanks
0: <laughs> you, never Just case you never know
1: never did it uh but we worked with all nato countries they would come through our training area and uh then they would ad- analyze that we would always have the uh they would be the good guys coming and we would have the what we call op for the bad guys in our training area and uh, they would fight each other, and then they'd be able to analyze their battle tactics. Uh, so everybody who was going through war would first come through our training area to kind of gear up for the battle before they went to actual war.
0: That's really interesting. So yeah. so they're using lasers and it's simulated fighting?
1: Yeah, so they would in in like, when the tank would shoot at another tank or whatever they were shooting at, uh, the tanks would make an actual boom. You know, we would have what we call uh, uh, the the howitzer the howitzer round simulation explosions would happen but it would shoot a laser beam through the instead of a bullet it would shoot a laser beam at the at another tank and then that then that uh, the the detectors on that tank that are our, our aerospace company would put on there would uh, signal a near miss or a hit mm-hmm. and then it would send that data through repeater sites to the Star Wars building where the captains and colonels and stuff could analyze their battle.
0: So this is almost like kind of virtual war game sort of thing.
1: Yeah, like really cool, say, really that, advanced. That, yeah, that is really, really advanced. cool. Like,
0: yeah. What, what, yeah. A, what a cool experience. Yeah, you know so many have done so that?
1: after that, uh, you know, I, I uh, came back to the United States after uh, over a decade of doing that. And then I uh, uh, became an entrepreneur and I, I've owned uh, quite a few businesses, more than we can probably mention here in this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Uh, but I am a proud dad. You know, okay so i have uh, i have two children that are uh mm-hmm. both serving our country in the air force uh my daughter is a master sergeant uh tiffany she's in uh, uh she's a master sergeant in the air force and my son alex he's uh just about a master sergeant himself i think he'll be pinning that on here shortly himself. oh my
0: gosh that's so exciting yeah. i love it as a family family tradition of yeah of this,
1: even my mother was with. uh in the military Really? Yeah, she was in the military as well. She worked on missile systems. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this really that's is crazy. a family
0: tradition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. that that's yeah. fantastic. So okay, so we'll, we'll get to your we'll get to your Dickies in a minute. But mm-hmm. um so tell me you're you're doing some really interesting work now. You've left you've left the military. Yeah. You're not in aerospace, <clears> but you're doing more kind of with home health care, particularly with those with developmental disabilities. Talk to me about that work.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, I've had a, uh, like I said, I've had uh, quite a few different companies, but this one really, you know, really has my heart uh, because now what we do is we work with people with disabilities all kinds of disabilities not only developmental disabilities uh, so my company that i own now um, we have a couple different divisions and in essence uh, uh, the first division is where we take care of we do home health care where we take care of people in their home somebody with sure. cerebral palsy or maybe it's just a drop-in service where we we help them with their daily living you know tasks that they need to need to accomplish sure. Uh, another division, which which is very strong right now, with the economy the way it is and the labor the labor pools, is we help people with disabilities uh, gain community employment. So we help them with the resume creation. Uh, we help them with uh, uh, job development. Uh, we'll help them uh, find uh, jobs that they're interested in working. Uh, we'll take them on on uh, we'll take them on uh, job interviews. Uh, and then we'll assign them if they need it. We'll assign them a job coach who will actually stay with them uh, in the facility while they're uh, while they're uh, learning their job, so that we're ensuring that the employer uh, that the employer is getting what they need out of a person, and we're ensuring that the person is getting from the employer what they need, so that they can accomplish the. task. So we're creating a win-win, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the job. And then we slowly fade out and then we do what we call a long-term follow-up, a long-term follow-up where we just check in with them uh, momentarily. I'll tell you what, it's it's something else when you walk into a business, uh, any it could be any kind of business. You walk into a business uh, a couple years later and you see somebody that you help place who would have normally not had the opportunity or not had the, the chance to actually gain community employment where they may have been stuck into some kind of uh, uh, day program doing some, I call it, uneventful uh, arts and crafts for the rest right. of their lives, you know? Right, no, you know, yeah, so this is... but you're
0: helping really give them meaningful work.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And,
0: and, and able to stay independent and yeah. to have that dignity and yeah. all that.
1: And now uh, we have another certification. It's called CARF certification. I don't expect you to understand what that is, but it's <laughs> a big deal it. It's a big deal in our industry. So we have a, a CARF certification. So what that means now, is that it has opened us up to doing job development with all kinds of uh, different people with disabilities. Not only somebody with a developmental disability or a physical disability, but we're working now with people uh veterans for instance who just got out of the military maybe they got ptsd right or they have some other kind of disability and we're helping them uh we're helping them build uh, uh meaningful relationships with with employers in the in the community so that they can you know uh, reintroduce themselves into the community employment and uh and get a job and hopefully live happily ever after.
0: Well, because earlier we were talking a little bit about, you know, trying trying to place people kind of in jobs that, that fit for them. I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously there are all kinds of disabilities, both seen and unseen. And the idea that, you know, someone with PTSD has come back, our, our veterans, so many come back with PTSD mm-hmm. and the idea that, you know, that doesn't make them unemployable. I mean, they have they have a whole host of skills. I mean, you spend time in the military. I mean, yeah. th- th- those skills that, that you get there are incredibly transferable to the workplace.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think uh, I think one thing people misunderstand is that, is the term disabilities. You know, there's all kinds. So, uh, just because somebody has a, uh, I put it. Let me just back up for here for a second. Um, if you if you have a disability, okay. Um, it doesn't mean that you have a physical disability and a lot of people think that just because you have a disability means you have a a physical disability you know so we don't place somebody in a business uh, who's not qualified to do the job? Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's like here at Dickies, if they're working uh, the block or they're working some kind of position where it requires them to have all the physical tools to be able to accomplish that job, then then we can go ahead and place that person in there and make sure that they're they're doing the job uh, or doing the job correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So and so, like again, to your point, someone someone you know ha- has a has a disability that cannot it's not seen. So it's not necessarily a physical disability, but you're you're able to to, to look at those employers yeah. and you've got we, those. every
1: one of us and every person that's listening to this podcast right now has some sort of disability. Of course, you know, and God knows I have my own. <laughs> you, know,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. So, so kind of what you you you've started all these businesses, and I, I mean, it sounds like you've got. I mean, I think you, I think you were listing off at least a dozen of them at one point mm-hmm. uh, that you've got. Kind of, what would you tell someone who wants to follow in your footsteps and be an entrepreneur like that?
1: Uh, Just, you know, pe- you're, people, you're going to think when you first start a business, you're going to think you're offering the, the community what you th- think that they want. And the community will actually tell you what you want if you listen to them. You know, so your business will mold and take twists and turns until you learn what your niche is going to actually be, you know, so you put something out there and you work it. And then the people will say, hey, can you start doing this? And then you do. And then and that's how I've I've hit plenty of times. I was
0: going to say, this sounds like it's kind of the voice of experience.
1: Yeah, so, yeah so, exactly. so
0: what was your first business that you started?
1: Oh, gosh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than the lemonade stand that we all have. Yeah, answer, right?
1: I've done everything from owning call centers to uh, uh, marketing companies, we've done internet marketing, we've done uh, pay-per-click marketing, we've done, uh, you know, I've owned, uh, too much. <laughs>
0: all sorts of things. Too, okay, so yes, you've had all those much. experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've had uh, a lot of pretty incredible experiences and, and really gotten to help a lot of people. Are there one or two that kind of stand out to you that that really maybe touched your heart or changed how you do things
1: well working with people with disabilities yeah mm-hmm. by far i mean so far um has really uh you know it's meaningful work
0: it is for sure it's meaningful i mean is there one that kind of stands out in your mind that you can think about or you
1: can yeah so someone? um so uh, when we first when we first started uh uh, working with people with disabilities, when we first opened up the company, we did uh, what we call vocational habilitation, and basically what that is is it's like a day program. It's where in the old days, people with disabilities would all come together, they'd work into they'd work in a uh, in a setting where they would sit there and do crafts all together. Right. You know what I mean? So those days are over. What the government wants us to, wants you to do now is they want you to. Um, Teach people job skills, and I'm not talking if somebody wants to be a welder. You're not teaching them how to weld. Actually, uh, what you're doing is you're teaching them how to get along with other people, how to de-escalate situations. Uh, it may be hygiene, you know, it may be all that kind of stuff. So there was one gentleman that came into our program, and all he's done his whole entire life is he's learned to crochet. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. He's learned to crochet. I mean, and that's this, a talent I don't have. Yeah. Right. Well, this guy was kind of brilliant with it, you know? So he would, he would crochet like, you know, the, the, the beards, you know, that you'd wear in the winter, uh-huh. you know, so he would grow, crochet beards, uh, to wear a window. But one day he crocheted a jogging suit. <laughs>
0: Like a whole job, yeah. like a. Have like, you
1: ever worn a crochet jogging suit? I've, I have. I've,
0: you have. Wow. <laughs> he did it for you.
1: Yeah, I was very grateful for it. Do you still have it. it? Yeah, probably somewhere. <laughs> Love this guy. But anyway, so long story short, so I noticed that he was uh, plugging away in his laptop, and I heard him talking on the phone one day, and I was like, "Man, you you're really you got some computer skills." And, and this this guy's been passed from day program to day program, and all they had him do was these stupid arts and crafts, right? He, he wasn't going but anywhere. But
0: apparently he was good at crochet.
1: Yeah, he was really good at crocheting. <laughs> but yeah. he's got some other skills yeah,
0: that weren't Yeah, there's exploring. just not
1: that many jobs where people hire you to crochet for them, you know? <laughs> okay, fair, yeah. All okay. right, all right, so, so, um, Uh, Being in the home healthcare industry, we have a lot, I mean, one of my divisions uh, had 125 employees at the time, okay, and so we would have a tremendous amount of interviews and stuff like that, so I I started putting him... Uh, uh, on, taking our Indeed where the, the applications would come in, calling qualified people, pre-qualifying them over the phone, mm-hmm. giving them directions to where to, where to go, taking that, uh, setting it, going into our company calendar and setting an appointment for them to come in. And then they would come in and they would interview for the jobs and all that kind of stuff. So he came in as somebody that learned how to crochet and we noticed some skills that he had we took those skills and turned it into a job. Then he, then he, uh, then we took him out in the community, got him a job working at a call center. He did excellent for a year, and a year and a half later, he was working the front hotel uh, at a desk, the oh, front great. desk at a hotel.
0: That's remarkable.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and those. And he probably
0: still crochets on the side.
1: Yeah, and if he was with, and not to tutor own horn, you know, but if he was with any other company. Uh, he would still be sitting there doing crocheting and meaning, meaningless tasks. I don't want to say that crocheting is not mean, not meaningful, but something that where he he wasn't he couldn't become self-sufficient. Right. And helping somebody with defic- uh, become self-sufficient is where it's at.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, and again, you've started all these businesses, which is also, how mm-hmm. did you get into saying, hey, I wanna do some healthcare <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and I wanna help those with disabilities? Yeah,
1: so, uh, because we are big into the employment field, um, and I I look around our community and, you know, just kind of think, what does our community need? And in our area, in our area, uh, we have only a, a few limited types of restaurants. You got the Asian restaurant, you have a Mexican, and then you get fast food. There's no barbecue whatsoever. Right, okay. and you're,
0: you're near Kent State, in Ohio. Yeah, near okay. Kent State got University, okay.
1: in that in that area right there. And there's no uh, there's no barbecue places in in, in the area. Uh, so. I know that, number one, it's going to do excellent. People are begging for it. I mean, they, they already know. You know, they, they already know it's that. coming. Um, and um, I feel, I truly feel that we can create positions within the, within the franchise. We can create a, a positions that uh, are meaningful to people and employment opportunities that are meaningful to people and that can be used as a stepping stone for some people Uh you know either going into management or uh, transitional students or coming you know uh, that are transitioning into the workplace Uh from high school and like you know so that that right there just you know, it's just an awesome thing to us. It
0: is, absolutely. I mean, again, you're, you're, you're gonna be helping so many people. And so you, you obviously have helped so many people. Who are two or three people who really helped you and made a difference for you?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to say, uh, I would have to say the people that we serve. You know, the, the, the people that we serve with disabilities have, some of them have come at my absolute best friends, you know, and they have given me a reason to actually do what I do to help people in in the community. Uh, needless to say, we have an excellent team uh, of people that I've worked with for years now. Um, we have uh, one lady, her name's Angie Christie. I'll go ahead and put it out there. Out to and Angie. she's gonna actually come here to be you uh, herself uh and uh and go through the course but she uh she's our director of employment services she's uh been there since day one she is actually the one who introduced me to uh the the uh, she had a company way back when and uh, i was doing some consulting for the company and then i i fell in love with the industry and okay. that's how I, I actually got started uh, working in this field and, so it
0: sounds like we're cross training across the companies people from uh, the from, from the employment can, can can do dickies, too
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, you, you have to be qualified in order to You know, we don't take somebody that's unqualified and and send them into a factory to work They yeah. got to still be uh, able to perform the job for the employers. Absolutely. Okay, and and with the with I know a lot of people talk about uh, there's so in the past there used to be more jobs than people and right now in the community I think any business owner is listening to this right now is going to kind of agree that there's more jobs than people. Right or there's more jobs than people want to work. You know, what well, yeah, are the two? I don't want to get into any kind of debate like that. <laughs> no, we, but, don't, we don't want to get but, into political yeah, debate. But to yeah. your point,
0: there, there are so many places that are hiring and it's finding, you know, the people with the right skills and matching it up with those mm-hmm. jobs so that you can give people meaningful work.
1: And so a lot of that. lot of companies are struggling to get mm-hmm. employer employees mm-hmm. qualified hardworking employees that want to commit themselves, you know, to and not just come here work for a couple of weeks and just call off the yeah. next day, right. you know, so yeah. uh, being that we are a government contractor for um, for people who are who are making a commitment to, to change their lives and to get jobs, uh, we're not going to have the job shortage or the employee shortage a lot of companies are facing because we're in the industry and we can take people and trans- transition them into a job working with a, a company like like Dickies. Sure.
0: and I mean, you, you clearly have the experience with it, with the job training and I love that. So, okay. So you have how, how all these other companies and your next chapter, it's Dickies.
1: Yeah. So, uh, they, they, <laughs> how, 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 did they,
0: how did this happen?
1: Yeah. So, uh, like, you know, I've talked to a, a few people here and we've, we've all kind of, uh, uh, came to the same conclusion. We found, we found the opportunity online, you know, so we were sure. looking for something. Uh, why was I attracted to Dickies? Would you like to know? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, Share with us. um, I don't like, I'm not into reinventing the wheel. I've done that before, you know, so, uh, just hiring, uh, hiring the designers to, to, to make all the designs and the brand right the brand recognition uh, uh design stuff you know we've you know we want to, want to hire somebody to do all that or the send it all to the printers and have it printed or have somebody develop a menu or you know one reason i never opened a restaurant in the past before is because quite honestly i know i didn't have an idea of how in the heck you figure out how much food to order? Right, <laughs> you know, I mean that—that that really you know? is
0: why people buy into a franchise. Because again, we—we've done <clears throat> so much of that for you. I mean, that being said, like barbecue, barbecue—as yeah. you've learned—barbecue is an art. <laughs> yeah, um, with some science. In so there.
1: I would, in the support, you know, the support that I've I've seen behind the scenes is excellent as well. So taking those factors, uh, I would rather pay uh, pay a little bit of a premium mm-hmm. uh, in order to have a turnkey solution that's worth it to me
0: for sure for sure no no are you are you, are you a big chef at home
1: I am. I, <laughs> you you know, are. So I was raised, uh, I was raised in an Italian family okay. and a lot of the men do the cooking.
0: Okay. I think that's awesome. So are you a yeah. barbecue guy too then? Yeah. Is this oh, your first yeah. And,
1: and especially my son, my son, Alex, uh, he's always calling me with a new barbecue recipe or a new gadget and sending it to me. And uh, I think he's a little bit jelly <laughs> right <laughs> now, you know, so uh, hopefully if everything works right, when he retires, he'll be able to, you know, take over and, and run it uh, right beside me I love this
0: I love all the family tradition going into this we're a family business you're a family business yeah
1: exactly and uh, uh, my immediate family everybody's going to be you know everybody's going to have their role in this and uh yeah we, we have we have great ties in the community uh i'm also a freemason so a lot of the freemasons in our area are all business owners mm-hmm. and uh, and we do a lot of a lot of uh, fundraising in our community a lot especially for first responders mm-hmm. um almost all of our fundraising right now is for first responders uh and we have a lot of events where we raise raising charities just all kinds of stuff I love so that. Uh, Dickies is going to go. I was already asked to cater this year's uh, big uh, events that we had. <laughs> the, store's the restaurant not even open, not even open to yet, you know. So there's money lost right there. But uh, <laughs> come next year, I think we're going to have some great things. Oh,
0: absolutely. All right. So, what's your barbecue specialty?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to say. I'm going to have to say ribs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so ribs is uh, one of the things that um, I'm. I'm big fan of ribs. Are you? Uh, but. Uh, the, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so things are a little bit done differently here in Texas. And I have to say that I didn't know anything until I got here. <laughs> I seriously did Barbecue University yeah.
0: is absolutely just child yeah, on fire. And,
1: yeah. And I, and I love actually learning the science behind cooking the brisket. Absolutely. That was probably one yes. of my favorite parts.
0: There's some really cool science that goes into yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that too. So, all right. So at the end, we always kind of okay. turn it back a little bit more around to Dickie. So I've got to ask mm. favorite Dickie's meat, favorite Dickie's side
1: i'm gonna have to say favorite dickies meat ah uh, you know there you go I, ribs and i got the brisket too so they're uh they're tied uh, plate okay. sides so far you know you got the the big potatoes i like i like that that's not really a side it's a whole meal in itself it is. uh mac and cheese is great green beans are great okay yeah you know, i haven't really found anything i don't like yet well that's
0: good to hear But yeah, i haven't
1: tried everything yet but a good portion of everything. You still there. got a
0: week and a half left of yeah. you and you're going to have your yeah. very own Dickies. You can try all the sides yeah. whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Sorry. so we always finish up with our lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices and you're going to give me your favorite. Okay. We like to start it out with an easy one. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Uh, barbecue. All right. Sweet or unsweet tea? Uh,
1: health reasons? Sweet. I mean <laughs> unsweet. <Okay. laughs> unsweetened <laughs> Y'all uh, but, sweet, the tea north. Is, but sweet, yeah, sweet tea is my favorite <laughs>
0: okay there you go maybe we'll do an unsweet little splendid in there yeah, like that. yeah exactly i'm with yeah. you, Uh all right so chopped brisket or sliced brisket
1: uh i'm gonna have to say sliced okay
0: sauce or no sauce
1: definitely sauce
0: okay now on the bonus question to that mm. spicy sweet or original um, sweet. Okay. Uh, T, you're definitely an East Coaster there. I yep. never, never get sweet as a choice. Uh, but, but very good. I, I like our sweet sauce, too. It's mm-hmm. really good on the pork. Speaking of, brisket or pulled pork? Oh.
1: Uh, maybe... Good pulled pork sandwich. Okay, yeah.
0: there you go. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Uh, ribs. All right. Yeah, that, that's Absolutely. That's a, yeah. That was an easy one for mm-hmm. you. But yes, y'all, thanks so much for joining me today. My guest today has been Daniel Unsworth. He is our newest owner in Kent, Ohio. We are so excited for his store to open. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Thank you.